Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hi, hi, fabulous humans, and welcome to another episode of the Self-Styled Life Podcast with Janelle Wiesack. Thank you so much for joining me, for being here. I promise you, it absolutely means the world to me that you're listening in today. Whether you're new here or you've listened to all of the 50 plus episodes, know that I know you could be listening to just about anything right now. And the fact that you're choosing to listen to this particular podcast is not lost on me. So thank you. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for asking questions. And thank you for leaving five-star reviews so others can find us and join us. Please know that I am truly, truly grateful. Now, time to get into today's episode. It's an episode where I want to provide us with an anchor for the year. And after a whole lot of contemplation, I think it's an anchor we can really attach to. Or even ground to. Although, if I say ground, I kind of ruin that whole anchor analogy with a word like ground. But you're clever cookies. You know where I'm coming from. And if you listen to my very first episode of 2024, you'll know that I'm completely fired up this year to make the conversations regarding women in corporate bigger and bolder. I want us to tap into our power instead of our fear. And I really want us to have the biggest impact we can in all areas of our lives. And as an aside, if all of that means that we make the incomes we deserve to support our families, our desires and all of the things, well, I'm more than okay with that. Now, in my excitement, I did realise one thing. It's all very well for me to want this for the fabulous women in this community. But if there's anything delivering major transformation has taught me, It's that holding a vision for a large group of humans requires some very special inputs. You need those anchors that I talked about earlier for people to latch onto. You need lights on hills so that your humans know where they're headed, which is basically a long way of me saying that someone needs to paint a picture of where we're heading and what we want to get out of whatever chapter, season or era we're in. So today I want to paint us that picture I want to give us all something to aim at in 2024, a theme, if you like, or even a context for all of us, regardless of where we are on our journey. So here's something for you. What if 2024 becomes a year of leadership? And in this year of leadership, there will be no more putting off the leader you want to be, the woman you want to be, both personally and in the workplace, and no more putting off being brave, bold, and creating change, no matter the starting point. 
I feel like this is something we can all get behind. And if I think back to past versions of me, stepping into the leader I wanted to be was super important, as was being the woman I wanted to be. And being brave, bold and a true change agent has always related to making sure that I made the most of the potential I had inside me. And I know that if you're listening in here, then all of these things are important to you too. But of course, before we get into this particular episode, I need to call out my usual disclaimers that I use whenever I start talking about leadership. And I say both of these with so much love, but I guess I have to call it tough love. Way too many of you start tuning out whenever I start talking about leadership because you either don't consider yourself a leader or you can't see the leadership potential inside of yourself. Or, for the established leaders tuning in, you've been leading for so long now that you don't think there's anything left to learn. And I'm calling bulldust on both counts. First up, you do not need to be a leader in corporate with a massive team to be part of this conversation. The way I think about leadership goes way beyond any sort of narrow definition. When I think about leadership, I think about how I lead myself, my colleagues, my clients, my role as a leader in my family and in my community. Your leadership might look like that too. And you could also be leading in your friendship groups or in the kinder or school committees or in your volunteer work. Just about anywhere, really. Wherever humans show up, leaders are required. So please, please, please don't limit yourself here and please don't deprive others of your magic. Never underestimate the difference that you can have on the people around you when you step into your full identity as a leader, regardless of the context. And secondly, established leaders need to learn, grow and evolve too. Too often, bad leaders are actually super experienced but simply going through the motions. It's been forever and a day since they even thought about their leadership intentions, skills or shadows. If you're in the experienced leader category, please think about the last time you looked to grow your skills, adapt your leadership or even consider why others might want to follow you. I promise you there is always room to up-level your leadership if you're open-minded enough to contemplate it. Okay, with my loving disclaimers out of the way, what might a year of leadership actually look like? What could you work on? Well, fish out your calendars, team. It is time to start future casting. I'll start with January, because that seems like a good spot to start, the month when this podcast is being recorded. And if you happen to find this episode in the future, that's okay. Your year can start with month one, the month when you listened to this episode and then just head 12 months out from there. Okay, so this month, January, month one, you might want to play with your leadership identity. For your leadership to land, you really need to own it unapologetically. If you're new to leadership or taking your first steps towards it, you could start talking about leadership or spend time thinking about the unique style of leader you want to be, regardless of whether you're leading your family, friends, fellow committee members, community folks, or your corporate team. And you might want to play with the idea that you can be an exceptional leader. If you're an established leader, then you might want to be thinking about what's next. What's your next level of leadership look like? Where do you aspire to lead your team next? What does your leadership impact look like in 2024? And here are some questions I really want you to ponder. Where in your leadership are you just going through the motions? Do you need to reset your role as a leader or remember how important your leadership shadow is? 
I ask these questions because we all know that life can become a bit set and forget. And unless you're truly intentional about your leadership, you can forget all about your leadership shadow. Regardless of where you are on your leadership journey, this first month is the month to get super clear on what you want your year to look like as a leader. You'll need to anchor into your leadership identity and your vision for the rest of the year. So it's worth spending some time playing with this one. If you want some help or a little bit of inspo, head back to episode 54, which was the single most important career move you need to make before 2024, where I give you some prompting questions that might help to get you thinking. Just make sure that you add a real leadership flavour to them as you're contemplating them. February or month two is closely related, very closely related to month one. So much so that you could combine the two together if you don't get around to listening to this episode until it's actually February. The focus this month, though, is on defining your personal success criteria for leadership and for life in 2024. Because there's no point in having a big job if you don't have that fabulous life to go with it. You're going to look at that vision and identity you anchored into in month one and then get really clear on how you'll know if you've been successful in bringing your vision and identity to life. Defining your own success criteria is crucial for self-styling your life as it eliminates the need for external validation. So what do you include in your success criteria? Well, you can include material, emotional, energetic, physical elements, something health related perhaps, for instance. You can include financial elements. The range here is almost endless and you can pick and choose till your little heart is content. Ideally though, these criteria will focus on things that you can control. Unlike our work KPIs, which very often involve elements that rely on others, Our success criteria should be all about us. So don't include how others might feel or what others might do in response to your actions. Focus entirely on your own responses and actions. I believe that success criteria are so important for our leadership journeys that I include it as a complete separate model in my intimate group program, Lead With Ease which is a really good segue into March or month three. So often women don't feel like they have the confidence to be a leader. They look at other leaders and question whether they're cut out for leadership by looking towards others, for example. But they're not realising that leaders are rarely born. Leadership is like any other skill. It can be learned. And given the potential impact of your leadership skills on every area of your life, including your income, leadership skills are worth investing time and money in. So this is the time of our year to consider whether reading leadership-related books or signing up for a program like Lead With Ease or working with a coach or mentor is right for you. You might even consider shadowing a leader you really admire if you're someone who learns by modelling. And then, of course, there is the practice. No learning in the world is any good if you don't put it into action. It's the doing, the experimenting, the trying things out that will build your confidence as a leader. April, month four, and it's time to make sure that our mindset is supporting our leadership goals. First up, though, let me define mindset for anyone new to our world. A quick Google search will yield many descriptions that commonly revolve around a central theme. For example, a habitual or characteristic mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to situations. Another definition describes mindset as a person's way of thinking and their opinions, while another describes it as a mental 
attitude or inclination. Ultimately though, mindset is about the way we think. In my opinion, this is best viewed in terms of the stories that we tell ourselves. We all have thoughts and stories running through our heads all of the time. While some of these thoughts may be mundane, such as planning dinner or thinking about old friends, most of them are related to the past or the future. We may replay past situations and either feel proud or ashamed of them or project ourselves into the future, either with anticipation or with worry. In either case, we're playing a narrative that isn't in current time. These narratives can be positive and affirming and supportive, or they can hold us back. So to summarise all of that, mindset is about the way we think and the stories we tell ourselves. It's important to be aware of these narratives and strive to focus on positive, uplifting stories that will help us move forward. All right, we're up to month five, we're up to May, and it's a good time now to start taking action. The first few months of our year of leadership have focused on getting clarity and ensuring that we have a strong, supportive mindset. And as an aside, it won't surprise anyone who has spent any time in my world that we're talking about starting to take action here. Clarity and mindset and action form the basis of my signature framework for self-styling your life. So it's time to start experimenting with being brave and bold in our leadership and our lives. It's time to start creating the transformation and change we want to see in all of these spaces. So what do you want to level up? And what do you want to let go of? And where do you need to hold yourself to account? Whack on the lab coat and start running experiments in all of these areas. Let's see how much change we can deliver in May. Now, we're going to start thinking beyond self-leadership, which is really everything that we've talked about so far. We're going to turn our attention to team leadership. But Just before we get there, we have to talk about boundaries. June, in the middle of the year or month six on our roadmap, is the perfect time to assess our boundaries. If you want long-lived leadership success on your terms, you need to learn to create boundaries. Boundaries are the actions that you choose to take when you want to look after yourself. They're all about changing your behaviours in a given moment rather than the behaviours of someone else. Honouring a boundary answers the question of, how you will take care of yourself when you find yourself in a situation that leaves you feeling exposed or controlled, powerless, burnt out, resentful, all of those things. Setting boundaries is crucial for those of us who tend to overwork and those of us who want to please others. Although people say they want more life and less job, it can be really, really challenging to switch off and relax due to the entanglement of our identities with our jobs. Acknowledging the need for boundaries and intentionally scheduling time for fun and creativity are really helpful for winding down. And stress-free individuals perform better at everything. Their jobs, their relationships, parenting, the housework, you name it. Okay, let's cast our minds forward now to July or month seven. And I'm proposing that we're going to be concentrating on communicating courageously. So much of our success as leaders and women in every part of our lives comes down to how well we communicate. Whether it's due to people-pleasing behaviours or a lack of confidence, one of the biggest mistakes I see women make with leadership is that they censor themselves. We always have to speak professionally in our workplaces, I get that. So we know that we're always going to be careful with our language. But leadership requires us to be able to speak to where we're going and what it takes to get there. And sometimes our words won't be well received by everyone. 
That could be for any number of reasons, from misunderstanding all the way through that you're in a performance management discussion. But censoring yourself through things like softening your message or avoiding a difficult conversation by not actually sharing what you think means that you're not leading as effectively or as efficiently as you could be. We're up to August, month eight, and we're staying on the communication theme because one thing that so many women struggle with is conflict. And getting comfortable with conflict is going to be required if you want to step fully into your leadership potential. Now, I've done a whole podcast episode on this one, episode 28, so head back to that one if you want to listen in for more detail. But a few key takeaways on this one are, conflict is one of the seven big psychological risks and it makes perfect sense that we would want to avoid it. Protecting ourselves from pain and risk is one of the key jobs of the human brain, but Even if you've been protecting yourself by avoiding conflict your entire life, know that you can build the skills that will stop your fear of conflict from becoming a blocker or being a blocker in your leadership journey or your whole life for that matter. Secondly, it's helpful to remember what conflict actually is. The Cambridge Dictionary defines conflict as an active disagreement between people with opposing opinions or principles or as fighting between two or more groups of countries or people. Therefore, this means that conflict, at least in the corporate world, is really just a conversation and, at its worst, an argument, which is why the work we did in July becomes so important. All right, now we're up to September, month nine. A storm is coming in here as I'm recording this, and if you can hear our skylight starting to... Uh, bang around I'm really sorry about that and Darcy just yeah just take a deep breath and let it slide past anyway back to the show not the weather update Uh, we're at September as I said and month nine and by this point in the year you'll be wanting to see your team at their highest your trust that the team has got what it takes to be successful will have a massive impact on their confidence in a positive way and help them stretch to new heights One of the keys to unlocking your team's true potential is by providing opportunities that challenge them and allow them to grow. By giving your team members the chance to operate at their highest level, you're encouraging them to push themselves. And while external validation shouldn't be a sole motivation for growth, sometimes validation from a leader can be just the push a colleague needs to take the next step. As a result, they can gain self-belief and confidence while building their own skills. In addition, focusing on the best attributes, activities or outcomes of your team members can have a positive snowball effect. What we focus on, we attract more of. So it's crucial to acknowledge all of the positive contributions that your team makes. By doing that, you can help create a culture of excellence and encourage continued growth and development. Okay, up to October, month 10, And this is the month that we're going to consciously assess whether or not we're mothering our team. We all know that spending too much time in mama bear mode is one of the most common leadership blunders women can make in their careers. It's exhausting for both you and your team. And don't get me wrong, being a nurturing boss is a strength that women bring to the table. But when we mother our teams because we feel like they need protection or because we feel guilty for delegating maybe, we end up taking responsibility for just about everything. And before you know it, you're doing the team equivalent of packing lunchboxes and picking up dirty laundry, all while using a slightly naggy kind of voice. 
And then you start to wonder why nothing seems to happen unless you're the one juggling tasks like a circus performer while trying to lead the team to an outcome. So this month, try concentrating on walking shoulder to shoulder with your team, inspiring them, guiding them and supporting them. You'll be concentrating on leading by example, illustrating your standards and the way you like things done. And it's time to celebrate their wins and absorb any of their shortcomings. And unsurprisingly, you will start seeing much, much better results. We're on the home stretch now, team, and into November or month 11. This month, you might focus on leveraging your team for success. So we've built up their confidence in month 10. Now it's time to leverage that. Now, one of the big things that women struggle with is transitioning from doing to leading. And it can be a big challenge for women in our workforces. We've become accustomed to being paid for our efforts and it can be difficult to move away from our comfort zone. Even after we've taken on a leadership role, we still may find ourselves reverting back to familiar habits and doing things. However, it pays to remember that leading is a real job and it requires skills and practice to build a high-performing team. The reward is worth it when you do build that team. And when you're leading, it's important to expect the best from your team members. Assume they'll succeed from day one, otherwise you wouldn't have hired them. Be clear in your expectations and the outcomes you want them to achieve, but allow your team members to determine the best way to deliver that outcome. Empowering your team to test and learn and grow in a safe space can really deliver greater uh, creativity and faster outcomes. That said, while it's important to give your team autonomy, it's also necessary to provide them with the tools and the success criteria to get the job done. Many teams fail because they don't have a clear understanding of what success looks like, what tools are available or what constraints they have. Outlining all of these factors from the outset sets your team up for success. Finally, December, month 12, the end of 2024 now and the end of our year of leadership. Of course, this month, you'll want to be celebrating all of the things, your growth as a leader, your growth as a human, your team's success, the fact that you've honoured your commitment to make an impact as a leader, and so much more. Please don't underestimate how far you might have grown in 2024 if you make the commitment today to focus on your leadership and then follow through with the clarity of the leader you want to become, adopt the mindset of a leader and take consistent action I promise you'll have a whole lot to celebrate in 12 months' time. Okay, team, there we have it. An outline of what a year of leadership could look like if we get intentional about things. Before you go, though, I mentioned Lead With Ease earlier in the episode. Lead With Ease is my intimate group coaching experience for professional women who are ready to up-level their leadership so they can silence their self-doubt, confidently take on workplace challenges, increase their income and be the leader they know they're meant to be. If you're ready to expand, evolve and elevate your leadership in a safe and supportive environment, then this is the coaching experience for you. Over the course of 12 weeks, we explore key topics that we've looked at today, success criteria, boundaries, communication, conflict, and getting the most out of your team without slipping into mama bear mode. And doors will open for lead with ease in coming months. But in the meantime, make sure you're on the wait list. Head to www.janellewiesack.com lead with ease wait list to get your name on my VIP list. But 
If you need support right now because you're experiencing sleepless nights stewing over your next career step or even your leadership aspirations, make sure you check out my career clarity sessions. Let me help you get clarity on your biggest career issue and move forward in only 45 minutes. No fuss, no overwhelm. You'll leave the session with new tools in your toolkit, a clear plan, a fresh perspective. If you're ready to get some career clarity, you can book your session today over on janellewiesack.com career clarity. Okay, team, I really hope you enjoyed exploring this year of leadership with me. My intention for this episode was to inspire you to think about how you can grow your leadership in 2024. I'll be back soon with more episodes related to career, leadership, life, all of the things. But until then, please, please stay fabulous. Bye for now.